cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Sex Talk on cliffcentral.com. It is just past 10 on Friday morning, unscripted on radio, and of course, uncensored. Good morning, Tamar. Good morning, Jonty. <sighs> Beautiful to be back in the studio. Can you still hear the waves, Jonty? Absolutely. Absolutely magical time. Up in Mozambique, um, we've already booked dates for our next retreat. Tell us a little bit, Jonty. And the title of the next retreat is Your Sexual Story. Hmm. From conditioning and patterning and contraction to love, intimacy, and freedom. <laughs> Sounds pretty good, doesn't Sounds it? Sounds like a, a thesis that you need to, <laughs> to do in university. And What is it all yeah, about? 27th of March. So you want to give somebody an awesome Christmas present? Yep. Give them the retreat. Up in Mozambique. You know, it's one of these little corners of the world that magic happens just by being there. Hmm. And it was really amazing. And we'll share over the next couple of weeks some of the feedback from people who were there because it was really life-changing. Yeah. It know? sounds to me amazing that a group of people can get together and not only have a dinner club or a book club, but also, you know, mm. their own sexual story uh, club. Mm. And it doesn't have to be shared. It can be individual, but it can be. Mm. You know, it's not something to be ashamed of. And that's... Super amazing. Yeah. So let's do this courtesy of Caspar de Fris. Thank you so much. Ninja sets. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipagian. Today's dirty dictionary word is clam jam. Dirty dictionary word. A clam jam. Clam like what? Clam. A clam jam. Okay. Uh, I will go to um, a place. <laughs> I'm, going, I'm going to a very, very, very kinky place. And then uh-huh. right straight from it, I'm trying to go, you know, maybe it's somebody clam. I don't know. Clam. I don't know. I, I have very, very kinky stuff running through my head. Okay. Well, we will come back to that a little Give bit Give us later. a hint. Hint. Um, Just for today. <laughs> Yeah, is that a tent? No, no, no. Actually, it's not. It's kind of the opposite of that. Is it? So it's, uh, let's call it the female version of something. something. Okay. Mm. Okay. So. Yeah. Okay. Female version of Yeah, there we go. You're on the ball this morning. I was imagining balls and other stuff. You're awake. And then somebody goes away and you're like, hmm. You're wide awake well, this morning. Thank you. That's quite impressive. Thank you. I'm thinking of something jammed and mm, can't get there out. There we go. Yeah, I the must clam. say, half my brain is still up in 
Mozambique. Yeah, so maybe it's in the clam. <laughs> mm. It's jammed in the clam. Something. Where's like the that. pearl? Yes. Yeah. Mm. But so. tell us, tell us, tell us about the weather. Tell us mm. about the ocean and the, the ocean was interesting, and we actually okay. never got out on the water. Oh wow! First time in years that we haven't been able to do that. What happened? Incredible high swells. Mm. Incredible wind. Okay. And they actually closed most of the beaches from Durban. All the way up. So you just have to lie on the beaches and eat. Well, you couldn't really lie on the beach much because of this wind. It really? was like you walked onto the ah, beach and were getting sandblasted. Okay. So incredibly rough sea. Wow. But we saw whales and we saw whales breaching and baby whales breaching. What? So you're sitting on this deck and you're looking out to sea and all of a sudden out of the water comes this magnificent magical Whale. creature. I heard you need to go to so, Hermanus for that. Nope. So absolutely fantastic. fantastic. The whales swimming down south with the babies and whales swimming up back up north to carve. Wow. And that's it's amazing that to see that. That's amazing. Nature yeah. and relaxation and the true creation gets you horny. Yeah. So <laughs> incredibly rough. I mean on the last morning when we were hoping to go out, um one of the boats actually damaged a propeller. Oh wow. Um, from how rough it you was. You weren't meant to be. In no, the literally, sea. like walls of water. Okay. And you see this boat, and it's almost like vertical in the water. So it makes it really uncomfortable for everybody mm. when that happens. Of course. And that's beyond our control. So more learning, more experiencing. That's it, and that's what it allowed time for, and that's what everybody was there for. So that's what became. Just imagine, the people will actually expend. Uh, uh, sorry, uh, spend and invest. That was the word I was looking mm. for. Time in learning new sexual mm. skills and. Holistic, I'll give a teaser, spiritual yeah. uh, tools, because what's the connection between eroticism and spiritual yeah. and spirituality? It, and it was very much that kind of a journey. Hmm. Um, and that for me has always been a fascinating part of my journey, of uh, this path of, of pure erotic exploration, and then this path of pure spiritual exploration and bringing those two together and merging them. It sounds to me like... Um, like when you eat and you just shove the food in mm. and you swallow it. Okay, you got nourished, but did you? Did you really get the benefits mm. of all the nutrition, all levels, all frequencies? Did your spirit enjoy it? Did your mental mind enjoy it? Or just your physical body was sustained? The same with, with eroticism. Mm. Did you just, you know, shove it in, came, got satisfied with what, what happens next? Yeah, and that's the thing, the what happens next. Mm. So... If you would love to join our conversation, you have to Skype us in the studio. So <laughs> yeah, you can we, call my phone, but yeah. nobody will hear yeah. you. So. so Cliff Central Studio is the Skype address. Um, and if you would like to join our conversation, then Skype us, Cliff Central Studio. And we'd love to talk to you lovely. about uh, your explorations, what you have experienced and what you've learned from it. Because that's one of the most important things. You know, in the journey of exploration – if you go kind of to the end of something and you say, so what would I have liked to have experienced? What is it that I'm looking for? And you don't always know that. No, you don't. So it's a bit of a, I guess it's like a catch 22 in <laughs> exactly. a way, but the key becomes the feeling rather than the thought. So you have to move into a place of feeling more than thought. And that's kind of moving more into your body because your body is the house of feelings. But you got, that's important what you just said because people think, oh, if I need to be spiritual, I need to, you know, sense this hyper tones or I need to be like super meditating. You just key, you just gave the key of feeling. It's mm. in your body. So you can actually just listen to your body, listen to your feelings. Yeah. And that's very much the key to it to say, okay. what would I 
like to walk away from an experience feeling. And you don't know everything about that. Mm. And there's something interesting, and you said this to me years ago. Not years ago, but it was a while ago. A year or two. And it was in a, in a conversation we were having, and you said this. And it was an amazing understanding for me, and I actually bring it up lots. And on this retreat, I used it so much. It's okay. I bring you lots, so, so it's you fine. You do. And it's <laughs> well, beautiful. There's so much inspiration you. in the conversations that we have that open doors of thinking for me from the mm. things that you say and the questions that you ask, which I value enormously. Thank um, you so much. Because it's really inspirational for me. Thank you, as you are. And um, so we were talking about feelings and we we're talking about sensations. And you used something about the phrase sensual vocabulary mm. and how limited that is for most of us. So what happens here particularly, and I'm going to use what happened on this retreat as an example, mm. was there's a question that I ask lots at the beginning of every session, at the end of every session, and after a lot of the process, how are you feeling? Mm, true. It's, oh, you always ask that after workshops and yeah. stuff. So what happens is most people in a circle, mm -hmm. in a gathering, will use pretty much the same words. So like two-thirds of the words used will be the same as and you always the say person you can't sitting say next okay. to me. Yeah. So the words that <laughs> I say you can't use, good, nice, fine, all right, okay, mm, because mm. none of those say anything. You can say mm, but you can't say mm. Yeah. So we talk about this, and about two-thirds of the people use the same words. I'm feeling aroused. I'm feeling relaxed. I'm feeling peaceful. And you think – After two or three times of this, people are using exactly the same words as everybody else in the room. It's like, it's like MasterChef. You, you know, you see the judges and they go, it's tender and it's mm. like silent waves. In Israel, there's a chef that is using the tomato. She's full of life. She's around. So go with it. Why yeah. only with food? Go with it with sex. And that's what we do. So yeah. we start to expand our sensual vocabulary because our language and our experiences are totally linked because we use the language to describe the experiences, which puts them in a box for us, puts them in a context, puts them in a space. That's why we're also so average. We haven't, we don't give it shades, colors, different. Yeah, yeah. you know, the shades of, mm. of green. Like if you live in a jungle, yeah. you'll be able to distinguish so many different shades of green. Us being in the city will come nowhere near. You know, True. You go up to Mozambique and you see, especially we saw so many different weather changes. The sea becomes this amazing reflection of all these weather changes. Mm. Okay. It's like, uh, yeah. So how many uh, shades of blue and azure and teal and turquoise and all of these do we actually know? That, and we don't know that yeah. many of them. Yeah, we don't. So it becomes really interesting. So when we go on a journey of, of sensual or sexual exploration, it has to be with an expanded vocabulary, mm. which means we have to go into the body to become more aware of what we are actually feeling. And there's no right or wrong. It's not like if I said, oh, for me, that's dark blue, or for me, it was tingling and actually uncomfortable. It's not right or wrong. No. For you, it was a height of a volcano, and for me, it was actually feeling, made me feel a bit anxious. Yeah. So one of the most important things, one of the most important principles of, of exploration is to be able to take the judgment out of it. You, no, no, I'm sorry, I'm leaving. <laughs> There's the so, keys I'm going. The whole society needs to listen to you now. So we put sex into these little boxes of good or bad, right or yeah. wrong, which come from way back in the past, from parents, from family, from religion, from school, from so many different kind of institutions. And also don't ask anything. And most of those beliefs are not ours. 
We just take them on. You got told, yeah. This is how you do it. Mm. And an interesting thing that I realized is because so much of our sexual communication or sexual education is actually implied, it's not stated. Okay, for the Hebrew speakers, can you? <laughs> yes. If somebody says to you, eating meat is bad for you, at some point you can say, eating meat is good for me because, or eating meat is bad for me because. Yeah. But if I never really buy a lot of meat, and I never tell you why I'm not buying or cooking meat or eating meat, and it's just this sort of thing, and we go out to a restaurant, and I'll say, I'll have fish, I don't think I'll have any meat. But I never say why. Yeah, you don't you don't even communicate, you don't know yourself. That's it. So it's just this kind of ideas that are communicated in a in a more subconscious way, but they become very, very pervasive. Mm. And that makes it even harder because you can't at any given point actually say yes or no because it's not a definite. Yeah. If I say to you, This is bad, this is good, you can think about it, you can read about it, you mm-hmm. can research it, mm-hmm. you can make a choice. But so a conscious, much, a, an educated or conscious yeah. choice. But so much is not conscious. It's subconscious. Mm. So it's just kind of implied. It's not stated. It's pervasive. It's out there somewhere. Yeah. Ask yourself why. Why do I do that? That's it. What are you so afraid of? So what are you going to find out? Most of what we do is not about us. We're just simply carrying on yeah. a program. I remember working a little while ago with somebody. Um, she was born in Pakistan. She was the first generation of the female line in her family in countless generations who was actually not in an arranged marriage. That's, that's yeah, I get it. I come from, you know, Middle East. We know, we know how yeah. it goes. So she was the first. Her grandmother, by the time she was 19, had five children. Yeah. And she was the first to make a Those choice. Those patterns go a long way. Yeah. So... That becomes a really deep part of who we are. It's in our DNA. It's in our makeup. It's in our cellular structure, cellular memory. The way I fuck is in my DNA. Yeah. (laughs) So to move away from that often requires an incredible act of consciousness and an incredible act of courage. Mm. Yeah, of course it does. To go beyond those patterns. I, I met a lady from Dubai and she left Dubai, came to South Africa the guilt killed her hmm. just to be, just to do something else, just to be out. Not be, she had a wonderful, she has a wonderful family, but she wanted out. They didn't approve the marriage, even though the families were friends. She left to South Africa. She, hmm. she went back literally. And she's a strong, independent woman who ran a huge business, millions and millions and millions. She said, it, your, your morals, your ideals, you, as you said, we inherit them. Hmm. So we are actually, the computer keeps on recycling them. And we feel like it's actually going to kill us if we're going to be sexual, if we're going to not be in an arranged marriage. You know, God is going to come from the sky mm. and kill us, and we're so important. And this whole thing is just actually a vicious cycle. Yeah. And that's why one of the most powerful things that comes out of, of my friend Gaden Fuss's work is yeah. the idea of the sexual authenticity disorder, because we are not authentic no, we in don't our know expression. What we want. Yeah. So we have to often then go on this hmm. journey to mm-hmm. start exploring that sure and we often have no clue as to who we really are sexually that's terrifying and we do what we do sometimes it's good sometimes it's nice sometimes it might be wow but we've got no idea how to really go anywhere beyond Mm -mm. that 
And the way that we do that is through some level of experience. So we had some experience and kind of like our, our, our actually our exploration or what we do. In the day-to-day, in the sex, in, in bed? Well, both. Both. Okay. And they have to be kind of linked together. Be- it's scary. It's yeah. scary, John. Do people think, oh, what, will, what am I going to discover if there's a trauma or if they never felt good in bed? Or- well, there's a trauma for almost all of us True. in some way sexually in the Western world. Okay. That's kind of Not almost… Not only Western world, I think everywhere. No, everywhere in yeah. the world. But that's almost a given okay. with the attitude that we have towards sex, towards bodies, towards nudity. And we had a really big and interesting discussion with the group up in Mozambique about how nudity often has nothing to do with sex. Sexuality, yeah. But we've kind of put them so much together. Of course. That as soon as you're nude, sex is involved. Exactly. Or as soon as you're turned on, sex is involved. Mm. And one of the things that I said to this group, one of the very first things I said, you are your responsibility in the space. So get as aroused as you like. It's not God deciding on you, it's you. But be responsible for your arousal, which simply means, can you enjoy the feeling of it? Of being Can aroused. you enjoy the energy of it mm. without necessarily having to do anything with it? I got a message from a, a friend on Facebook, and I know him for years, mm. and I think he's lovely. And he said, oh, can you bring Monique? Remember, we had Monique on the yeah. show. Can you bring Monique to Israel? I said, listen, it's not that exciting. She's a wonderful businesswoman. She works for a living. She loves sex. She can enjoy what... And then it got to a place that I actually saw a friend that is 30 years old, doesn't know to maintain mm. his horniness. He said, I'm so horny. I don't know what to do. I said, everybody's horny. Get a, catch a wake up. Yeah. And he started this whole, you know, like slimy little conversation mm. with me on Facebook. And I actually stopped and I said, you know what, sweet? You need to learn to hold the space of being horny and stop talking about it. Maybe go out, meet lovely people, connect and have experiences. Mm. Because when we keep it in, keep it, we have two, two sides of the stick. One is that we're extremely, extremely aware now of all these harousing elements in our society, TV, phones, you know, porn, everything is so, har- every commercial. And the other side is actually being afraid of judgment mm. and, you know, the, the, the criteria of being sexy. Is shot through the roof, you know. Now, if you're not, uh, you know, Merlin Monroe is not sexy anymore in our in our day and age. And I just told him, just stop being in your head and start experiencing, and go back to just interacting yeah. with people. And a big part of that is we don't allow this energy to move. It stays in our bodies yeah. and it stays in our heads, in our genitals. In genital, yeah, that's and true. it doesn't move anywhere else, mm. and that becomes the problem. So. So when I, yeah, when I was doing some reading about, um, it was actually in a novel, which is fascinating by one of my favorite authors. A guy John called, D is a is a bookworm, just for you to know. A guy called Don. <laughs> He's a university. A guy called Don Winslow. Okay. And it was a novel. It was about a surfer, and he writes a whole little chapter about waves. Okay. And he gives a beautiful definition of waves because the the kind of blanket title for everything we do in Mozambique is waves of pleasure. True. So. Beautiful definition of a wave. A wave is an energy transport phenomenon. Wow. A wave transports energy. The thing becomes then what energy is it transporting? And that becomes up to us. Are you okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. Just uh, <laughs> thinking of the way Too much of breakfast yes. or no breakfast? No breakfast. <laughs> okay. Eating the microphone, starting to ch- chow on the microphone, licking it. So as soon as we start to connect consciously to create an intention of the wave, that's where it starts to become different. What is this wave going to 
travel? What is it going to contain? And then the idea that there has to be movement because waves are not static. Nothing in life is static. There are pauses, no question. Mm. There's time of integration. There's quiet time. But something is always, always moving. And we have this idea of holding on. Or just breaking it. Yeah. Just you know, let so, it crash. So as soon as the wave can move and we can create the intention of the wave, then we're starting to put it somewhere else. So if it's a wave of exploration, I don't know what this wave is going to do with me by the time it washes me up on the beach. Enjoy the ride. So maybe it's going to churn me up and basically put me in this absolute washing machine and scrape me on the bottom and turn me inside out and then leave me kind of gasping and broken on the beach. Or is it going to be this, sexy. <laughs> or is it going to be this gentle, beautiful little ride? And they're both the same. In essence, neither of them is good or bad, right or wrong. It's just intensity. That's it. And the one afternoon, the sea was really rough. And, yeah. and we'd had an incredibly intense day of stuff. And I needed to get into that water and really be totally churned up and beaten. And I came out full of sand in every little orifice and crevice and totally covered and beaten and scraped. And it felt amazing. <laughs> Yeah, it's another kind it of Because took all of this stuff and churned it up. Oh, yeah. And we kind of needed that. Oh, yeah. So sometimes we do need that. But we get into this idea of, of we have to know where we're going. And when you go on a journey of sexual exploration, I have to tell you, you have no clue where you are going. You're so scary, Jontin. People are just sitting and cringing now and thinking, oh, no, that's so – where's the result? Give me A, B, C, D. Give me <laughs> – you know, that's what – People just yeah. say, no, but I want the no, perfect orgasm. But That's there's what no I want. truth in that because you are going to find things within yourself that are going to turn you on in ways that you cannot imagine. Yeah, exactly. You are going to find stuff that is going to disgust you in ways that you cannot imagine. I want to go back to that point later. You are going to find things about yourself that are going to make you, huh? That's not me. Or that's a part of me I never owned. That's the truth. It's all you. Mm. And I had experiences that I never thought of along the way. And they were amazing. Some of them I would never repeat because once was enough. Yeah. But they were incredibly arousing and powerful at the time in that space. And then you start to own all of yourself. And that's when you start to see the parallels between sexual exploration and erotic exploration, spiritual exploration and life. And that's when it actually becomes a spiritual yeah. journey yeah. because we've put sex in this totally separate little box from life that we take out in very specific circumstances with very specific people. We use it. And the same thing again as we, we sp spoke about last show. We do the same thing again and again like we brush yeah. our teeth. I want to go back to fear and disgusting. Mm. And um, these are the two keys of amazing growth and amazing sexual mm. journeys. Because we, as you said, everything that you said, I'm just backing it up and just saying that I discovered with myself, whenever I'm afraid or I'm disgust, there's unbelievable growth and acceptance mm. possibilities. Because we learned, I, I don't know, I'm speaking for myself and for a few people that I've chatted to lately. We learned uh, we that we need to there's a concept called perfect and whatever that is. Mm. And you just want to get there. You want to be that perfect lover. You have no idea what it is. It's a, you know, you always say porn, plastic and what? Porn, porn plastic and panties and panties. So that's expo used to be, but now 
it's really about our generation that really thinks that we learn from Hollywood. Mm. We don't explore as much. Everything is controlled. Everything is sterile. And if we're trying to be bold, we're actually just trying to imitate porn. Whenever you are getting in touch with your own fears and whenever you're not sure, wherever you're actually a little bit even repulsed, sometimes, you know, our sexual reactions are a little bit, they're not tamed. They're not no. beautiful. They're not, ah, you know, there's beautiful orgasms when you climb on top. It's actually animalistic and wild yeah. and sometimes disgusting. It is. And in that, we need to be able to own all of that within ourselves mm. because then we're actually moving to a space of freedom, of acceptance. Acceptance. What a great word. That it's all part of who we are. And they come out in very different ways and at very different times. And when we understand that, we can actually create the spaces and the experiences for those parts of ourselves to be there. And then it's appropriate because they're there. But the gifts we can take from that often can come into all other aspects of our lives, but they're not always immediate in that moment. Mm -hmm. And over time, more and more integrates within us. And that's when we see the gifts of many of those sexual experiences. So for example, one of the elements of real masculine sexuality, can I really create a space of absolutely taking you as a woman in every, every way, which means I'm going to be incredibly dominant, which allows you to really surrender. Mm. Now, a lot of men today struggle enormously with this idea. We don't have strong leaders. We don't have strong fathers anymore. The role models we have as men, to be blunt, are pretty fucked up in the world at the moment. And it's only things like Mankind Project and other elements like that that are getting men back to this idea of what it means to be a man. And it doesn't mean to be aggressive. It doesn't no. mean to be controlling. It doesn't mean to be angry. So we have these generations of angry, violent, unfulfilled men. We have these generations of angry, unfulfilled women because nobody is actually really being fulfilled. Authentic as well. And we've kind of created this, this space where... So much of the conscious sexual and tantric worlds are about freeing female sexuality, which we know has been so repressed for so long. But we need to be doing the same thing with men because they're so bound together. So that the more men free themselves, the more they're able to free women. The more women free themselves, the more they're able to free their men. Also, you see a lot of women come to you. And come to the workshops and come, they want, you know, they surf the internet, they look for the better, you know, to feel fulfilled, mm. to have a sexual journey, erotic journey. And then they don't know how to tell their husbands and yeah. they don't know how to integrate it in their own bedroom, on their own relationship. Yeah. So we don't put enough importance into learning these skills and into the kind of relationships and experiences that we would like to have. And that's where... So much of the downfall is that we will put so much energy into learning work skills, into learning computer skills and phone skills and hobby skills and reading about nutrition and reading about banting and reading about everything that's new. But we don't do the same for our sexuality 
And we don't do the same for our relationships. So we end up having the kind of relationships that we have with the amount of affairs that we have, with the amount of divorces that we have, with the amount of unfulfilled, unsatisfied people who just shut this down. The amount of people in the last couple of weeks I've spoken to who maybe we have sex once a month and we haven't had sex in six months it's sad because this vital, juicy, wonderful part of us is being suppressed and shut down and dying. And when that happens, our soul dies. And we become these mediocre, empty husks <laughs> moving through life. But that's it's I it. Know, I and it's know. just I'm, these I'm empty people. You. And you look at their eyes and it's dead. There's nothing there. It's uh, so it resonates with me what you're saying, and what 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 are we doing on this planet? Is a good question, and that's maybe a good starting point for the spirituality journey. You know, people say, "What the fuck is the connection between spirituality mm. and sex?" And maybe we should take a good look at ourselves and say, "Why are we here? Are we here for materialistic stuff? Are we here to say we were somebody?" Somebody remember us in the lines of history. Are we here to connect? Are we here to gain experience? Why are we here? So most of life we go through without that conscious choice. And it's simply a pattern. You know, you go to school, you go to varsity or you go to college or you get a job and you get married and you have kids and you kind of go through this life without realizing the choices that you had along the way and the life that you would like to create. Mm. And we get so stuck in that. And such fear of what happens if we go beyond that. Mm. What happens if we create a different life? Do I deserve more? Yeah. And how brave am I to do that? Because it does require bravery. It does. I've realized that because I look at some of the things that I would like to do in my life. That really, probably for the first time in my life, I've really identified a life that I would like to create. Being a strip, a stripper so, in uh, Blue Hills. Yeah, I think I might just choose a little bit of a different path. Webcam, to that. webcam, MLM. Yeah, and maybe just a little I bit think different. You're in, to that. I think you're in your prime. I think you should totally. <laughs> well, it's like one rand for sorry. each viewer. Oh, I don't know how it you goes. Know? Uh, no, okay, sorry. Up. You, you, but, you see but where you, you want to be. But you think about this, and you think about that. It requires an enormous amount of courage mm. to make those changes, and but it has to be a conscious choice. Conscious. Can yeah. you translate conscious for people that are you know, saying, what does it mean conscious? I you know? thought about this a lot yesterday afternoon when mm. I kind of started thinking about what we're going to talk about. And it's actually quite a hard thing to define in a way. The consciousness means that it's a conscious choice. So it means that it is I choose a choice. It, yeah. I'm choosing it, but I'm choosing it with awareness. I'm not just allowing it to happen. If I can elaborate on that, just mm. I think we have that ability as humans to reflect on ourselves, mm-hmm. right? We do reflections. Once we are reflecting something, we can decide usually mm. according to judgment and fear, mm. uh oh, I'm a bit out of society. Let me just correct myself a little bit. When you are conscious, you actually look, use that reflection and choose something mm. which is actually good for you in or or you are aware you're making that choice. So where are you making the choice from? And what you said there is important. Mm. Are you making the choice from a fear space? Yep. And are you making the choice from a space of possibility? Which says, I don't necessarily know the outcome. The wave outcome. But I'm not going to make the choice from a fear space. 
Because the fear is a contraction. It's going to hold me there. It's going to hold me in the judgment. No horniness, no sexiness in fear. No. No. And um, I was listening to the guest comedy podcast before we came into yeah. the studio. And Dave. and Dave said something interesting. Part of being a comedian is being fearless. I agree with that. So you want to go on a journey of sexual exploration and you want to go on a journey of spiritual exploration. Be fearless. Be fearless. Just be willing. The willingness sits in our solar plexus. That's where it sits. Aye, aye, aye. And we live in a world with incredible amount of stomach ulcer, of ulcers, gastro of issues, gastro reflux. issues, reflux, of mm. bad digestion. Even and that's where so many of these so-called food allergies are coming from. It has nothing to do with the food you eat. <laughs> It's so much more to do with this emotional space and what's happening in your stomach. And, you know, guys, listen to that because even when you ask doctors, what is IBS? What is all these irritable bowel syndrome? The doctors will tell you it's stress related. And a lot of them were created by the drug companies, were created by the whole medical IBS can't be treated by And drugs. created by, and then they create the drugs for them. And it just keeps us going round and round in this little loop of, of fear and keeping us in this. So you want to go on a journey of sexual exploration. And we need to be very clear here because often people hear sexual exploration. Oh, let's go so, to strip clubs. And, yeah, let's, go and to let's go to swingers clubs and let's have threesomes and let's have orgies. And No. <laughs> it can come later. But, and even <laughs> it never needs to be there because it needs sure, it to never be needs a to conscious be choice. It doesn't have to. That's it. And often it's just about exploring Yourself, getting in touch with who you are, with what turns you on. And then communicate it to the person you chose to live your life with. That's it. And then in a relationship or in a space or even in a space with possibly different lovers, different boundary experiences, how do you create those? So when I started my journey, particularly as a teacher, I was not aware of the importance of so many of these boundaries. I think and it's being young. Yeah, and over the years, learning and saying, okay, in that we create safety. Be responsible. So what does that mean? It means that most sexual experiences that we have follow a progression. And the progression is normally the pattern. Okay, so, yeah. So we're sitting on the couch and we're watching TV. And I... I start stroking your leg. We kiss. I lick your boobs. You suck me, I lick you, we have sex. And it's normally the same kind of progression almost every time. We do the same thing in the same way. Either it works or we think it works or it's our comfort zone. It's, yeah, it's very or it's comfortable. All that it's we safe. Know. Mm. Yeah. But imagine saying to somebody, this is what I would like to do tonight. And so you, you kind make of declare it? it? Yes. Yeah. And you make it so specific. And you know, the first thing, the first response from so many people to this is, but that's not spontaneous. <laughs> yeah, I love that. But you, we, it, it just needs to happen. Yeah. Sex happens. Yeah. It does not Bullshit. happen. Because you think about, especially the lives that we live are really busy. You have kids, you have work, you have all these things in your life. It's called improvising. When does the spontaneous happen? At half past 10 at night when you're really exhausted. And you get into bed, which either becomes a five-minute quickie and one of you is unsatisfied, 
or the intention is there that it's going to happen and it doesn't. So one of you gets frustrated or both of you get frustrated and it's five more days before it happens. <laughs> so, and I tell people this, every single person who comes to see me, you make the time because you make the time to go to gym. And you make the time to go to pottery and you make the time for this and for that and for everything else. You make the time. And you communicate about it. That's what you said. I'm going you, to, I want to do this. And, and then the other person says, okay, that sounds cool. And then you cool. go into the space saying, this is what we are going to do. This is a starting point. So sometimes, even if you have 10 minutes, you can learn something that can be really beautiful in 10 minutes. It's true. And if you have three or four 10-minute experiences... Immediately, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Two things. One is, what do you think BDS, you know, like why 50 Shades of Grey, everybody loved it because he makes time. He makes whatever, never mind skak, but he, you know, BDSM is preparing, oh. is having the right instruments. It's tying up. It's the illusion, not illusion. It's the fantasy. Mm. It's putting into tension, tension into the space. It's to prepare. And the other thing is that it's not less important is that if we communicate, okay, I, I won't spite, you know, we need to, to create a healthy space to communicate and you tell me what you want to do. And then I, you know, if there's no, you know, there's not a real reason why to say no, say, okay, great, let's try. And not, no, I'm not sure if I want, try to open the space to, okay, new things hmm. happen. That's the only way you learn. Yeah. Christos, my friend Christos, who yeah, owns the, the Visvita Center. Who? Christos. Ah, oh, sorry, not the BDSM. Where we do the water flow <laughs> yeah, massage. Yeah, you have so many, the Which is coming on Thursday, by the way. Really? Thursday night, water massage. Water, water flow massage. massage. I can't wait. I'm coming. Good. That'll be beautiful. It's been a while since you yes, have been, been there. Yes, yeah. I'm so. coming and I hope, I'm, yeah, I'm, I will be there. That's Good. the right word. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come before and after. Yeah, I'll I can't be there. Wait. Yeah. Um, he put something on Facebook the other day that was really beautiful yesterday. It was, and it was something I don't remember it exactly, but to have different perspectives or to look at something differently or to create something in a new way, you have to be willing to change your mind Lots. Mm, it's it's the other it's the other side yeah. of the other coin of Einstein. Yeah. Don't try to do the same thing and yeah. expect different and, results. And, and we get into the space of I'm right. Yeah, this is the right way. That's it. And this is how you have a relationship. And this is how you have sex. And this is how you be a mother. And this is how you be a father. And this is how you be a lover. And you also become extremely angry if somebody tries to change your, you know, who moved my, mm. who moved my, my cheese, mm. you call the book. You know, who moved my patterns? Don't yeah. move my patterns. Because we change. And what works for us today is not necessarily going to work for us tomorrow. And what feels good now may not feel good in 10 minutes' time. This is where we get so stuck sexually in terms of we do the same thing. And more times than not, people don't actually know how to say, I'm not enjoying that. It's not doing much. You know, during sex, guys do all the stuff that they think. Mechanic. Fantastic. And she's lying there thinking about work and shopping because you're kind of playing in no man's land and not much is happening. <laughs> Sorry. And part of that comes from we don't know enough about our own bodies. We don't know. That's the beginning. So we know. Or we think we know everything. That's it. I worked with a couple a while ago. And what came out during one of their sessions was for 13 years she'd been faking orgasm. Fuck, that's hard she'd work. She'd never told him before. He was destroyed. The oh. marriage didn't last. Oh, shame. 
it was one of the biggest factors because then you start thinking, okay, so how much else haven't you told exactly. me? It's what true. else hasn't? And as a man, where you thought you were doing all this amazing thing, and so much of our sexual prowess is linked to our ego, it, it's bound to 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 explode. It shatters. Aish. So we do that. And so many young people, unfortunately, have so many sexual issues and they don't do anything about it. No. And they think it's going to come it. right. Yeah, it's going to happen. It. It'll go away by mm, itself. Mm, 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 mm. And it doesn't. It's you not only does it, it will to, explode in your face. You have to deal with these issues. Full stop. You've got to do it. When you choose a really amazing person, it's, it's, you know, it's a good, there's a good chance that you might open the topic when you both are a bit more mature. But it's wonderful. There's no reason. Why not opening up and say, actually, did you enjoy this? Or when you moved your mm. fingers this way, it was amazing. Mm. The rest, I felt tender. You don't have to be horrible no. to one another. So do a learning session afterwards. Mm. So how do you communicate about this stuff? The best way to start is don't start with a negative. I don't like it when you. Yeah. I don't enjoy it. Because immediately. Bye-bye. <laughs> and we just shut down. Yeah. And will we get defensive? Of course. So why should I even talk to you in the first place? If you say, you know, I really enjoy the sex that we have. I enjoy the intimacy. I like being with you. Start with a positive. It doesn't. And if the sex is totally unfulfilling, then don't say, I really enjoy the sex we have. Say, I enjoy being intimate with you. It's really important. I would like to do it differently. And then you need to set up a learning session because sometimes you realize you just don't have the skills that you need. You need to learn about her body, about your body, where everything is, how you find it, how do you wake it up, what do you do with it when you have found it. And then you actually create learning sessions. So two ways you can communicate about this. The first one is that if I am receiving, I am going to guide you. Okay, Which means so I'm going to tell you what I oh, want you to do. during. Yes. Okay. So make it a learning session. And immediately that kind of makes it a little bit easier. That says, I'm going to guide you and I'm going to tell you step by step what it is that I want you to do. So for the person doing, you have to take your ego right out of the way there. Because I'm going to say... Go a little bit left, a little bit right, stop, 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 just there, just do it just like that. Now move, now do this. And you have to be able to be willing to listen. That's to a that. part of the links between spiritual, spiritual journey. It's not all about, wow, it's so authentic right now and I'm no. so horny and she's so horny and all these illusions. Because that becomes about a performance. Mm. We have to buy into this performance of everybody and everything. So and it's actually okay to lie there like almost like a lesson. Yeah. And not to be turned on by... Yeah, it's vital. Because mm. think about, put it in food terms. Yeah, a cooking class. <laughs> yeah. So I come to you for supper, and you've made this beautiful meal, and afterwards you say, I'd really like your feedback on the food that I made for tonight. And I say to you, so I really like the salad. I would have liked it if there were more avo in the salad, and I think you could have maybe added some seeds. Would have been good. Okay. Um... I really like the fillet that you made. That was really, really good. I think maybe you could have chosen some different vegetables with the fillet, but it was really good, and I thought the dessert was fantastic. There's something in that that you could learn from. Mm. And if I say there's a little bit too much salt in this, all right, so maybe I need to maybe, put maybe less salt. Maybe next time we cook together. Yeah. 
And the other way to do it is that if I'm doing to you, then I'm going to ask the questions. So eight key words. And if from the whole of what we've been babbling about this morning makes absolutely no sense to you and you take nothing else from it, take these eight words. Harder, faster. Slower, softer. Left, right. Up, down. <laughs> okay. That is kind of like really didn't do this much for me. If for this whole hour you're sitting there thinking, what, what the are they talking fuck about? are they babbling about? Like to feel and to know. To Never scream. mind anything else. Take eight words from this morning. Left, right. Up, down. Harder, faster, slower, softer. That's it. If you get that, world's open to you in terms of sensual and sexual exploration. That's it. Because two or three millimeters, especially with a woman, can make the difference between something feeling good or something feeling absolutely nothing and feeling amazing. And the same thing with a man. You do something really slowly and there's absolutely nothing there. And you do it quicker and ah, all of a sudden, wow. Or the other way around. The only way you're going to know is if you ask. What do you mean my partner is not a mind reader? Are you, are you, is that what you're saying? You know, every woman, every man thinks that every woman is a mind reader. I think a lot of times because most men are so obvious. And that's an interesting thing Why more men get caught having affairs than women Because men are not good at hiding stuff Women are good at hiding stuff A lot of times if a woman was having an affair You would never know A man, you'll know pretty easily Simple truth of it Sometimes I don't think men wants to know What woman wants to say Because also, the skills of learning, it's almost like, and I feel it even with now with a partner that I love and I'm crazy about, I'm saying this and this is not working, mm. and please try that, and ooh, that feels, after a week, you will go back to the same patterns. That's the patterning. And I feel sometimes sometimes like a bitch, I'm like, uh, uh, like, like I said last week, so I'm not, you know, I am a bitch, so I'm trying to do it mm. nicely, so I'm not saying remember last week the same. So I'm actually saying, oh, again, but I'm actually, it's, I'm, it's shocking because I do take notes when he tells me something. Mm. I think women maybe are better like that. They are more yeah, sensitive. No, they're more conscious of it. Conscious. They're more aware. There's no question of that. But part of it also says what's really important. Because if my relationship and if my pleasure and everything is really important, then I'm going to keep on, keep on, keep on, keep on. I'm going to practice. We're going to keep on communicating. We're not going to get stuck in that anger and frustration. And we are going to make it different. And that's where part of creating the experiences becomes important. Because when you create that, and when you say, this is what we're going to do, that takes you out of the pattern. So if you come and learn expanded orgasm, for example. Yeah. You're going to learn, like we did something amazing as part of this retreat. In the retreat. Yes. Okay. So I taught something really differently for the first time. A lot of the massage and touch experiences that we do are actually connected with elements. 
Earth, fire, water, and air. Opa, you said spiritual stuff. Yes. Yeah, so, that's the connection. I look at some of the massage strokes, and I think these are earth strokes. They take us down. They define grind us. They bring us, us ground, into grind, ourselves. The air, the breath, the bliss body massage becomes the expression of air. That takes us somewhere else. Hmm. Water, we did really flow, really gentle, like the sensual massage strokes. Mm -hmm. So at one point, we put one person in the middle of a group of five people. And we said, you are going to do, being in the middle, you're going to do this. You're going to tell everybody around you exactly what it is that you would like from those three elements. Fantastic. You're going Start to being conscious. That's it. You're going to expose as much of your body as you want. So if you want to lie there fully clothed, that's fine. That's what you're going to do. And if you want to lie there nude, you will. And if you want to lie on your back, you will. And if you want to lie on your front, you will. All of a sudden, and if it's you want to choice. change halfway, yeah. you will do that. And that's what happened. And people had the most amazing experiences because for the first time, almost everybody there had the freedom to say, this is what I would like. And it was not about sex and it was not about genitals. It was simply saying, here are some things that we've learned. This is what I would like to experience. And I'm going to ask for it. And it was amazingly respected. And there was a woman afterwards who was in tears. She said it was the first time in her life she had ever been acknowledged and treated and touched with that level of respect and honoring. Think about it that now it's her choice. That's she it. can actually take it. That's a choice already. Yeah. You say, okay, I'm going to implement it in my home, in my bed. And it, how do you start to implement that slowly more and more into your life? I have a That's the uh, spiritual connection. I have exactly. I have a ha moment. You make it spiritual. You make it sacred. Because to say spiritual means that you're taking it from the earthly level. You're taking it to something, I can't say more important, but I can say elevated from just survival needs. Or yeah, it's a different kind of energy. Yes. That's all. And that's, that's key, you know, when you start saying, okay, actually sex can be such amazing communication. And everybody, okay, almost everybody had a, a sex experience that even without consciousness that the body guides you or your mind or your spirit guides you and you finish, you know, having sex and you're like, oh, that was amazing. Usually mm. it's a longer session. Usually it's with somebody you care for. Usually there was new and curious elements and those moments that we all remember when we were a bit younger or in a nice vacation. These are the key to remind us. These are the keys to remind us that it is something more than just the physical. Yeah. And then what we did by doing that, you create incredible safety for the experience. And every single person after that said a week before, even three days before this, if you would have told me that this is what I would be doing, I would never have believed you. And for so many of them there, it actually became the highlight of the time in Mozambique. Because that's something you can grasp. That's something you say, wow, yeah. just a little change of concept and I'm already in a different place. That's it. So the power of that is often in the detail. We say that lots and lots and lots. And it really becomes about sitting down and thinking and saying, I do have a choice in this. That is so powerful. It's my choice. It's really, what do I want? Yeah. So what do I choose? And if we were more aware of the choices that we had, I think so many of us would create very, very different lives. And I had a 
big aha moment there. I had a lot of aha moments. So one of the most powerful things for me as a facilitator and teacher is how much I learn from these yeah, experiences. Yeah, of course, because you're also learning yeah. and you're also there. And I come back from this so inspired to share more in every way with the people that I work with um, in my workshops, in the private sessions, in the healing, in the lessons, in the talks. Really, really inspired me. And one of those was learning to listen for the signs. What and, does that mean? Listen to the signs. And I actually chose a song oh, wow. for the end of the show that has a couple of lines about it. Um, okay. And um, it says that if we learn to listen to our feelings more, to our intuition more, we'd make very different choices about career, about relationships, about lifestyle, about experiences, about beliefs, about connections. Learning to connect more with ourselves to feel, this is going to expand me. This is going to feed me. This is going to open me. This is going to contract me. This is going to put me in a space of mediocrity. This is going to put me in a space of pain. Pain is a part of life. And sadness. And, and I have to say this because a lot of the spiritual people and a lot of spiritual bypass that happens is I don't get angry. I don't feel negative yeah, emotions. I'm, I'm, there are I'm no serene. negative people I'm, I'm around tranquil. me. Yeah. That's important. But the truth is, we get angry, we get frustrated, we get sad, we get depressed, we get lost. That's it. That's part of every single one of us. It's what we do with that that counts. What can we get? What can we learn from that pain? What are the realizations? What are the understandings? I look at a lot of the real deep heart stuff that I've been through the last while. And now some of the learnings are coming from that. That makes... That gives it something that says a need to be there to have that experience. Mm. That's the learning that comes for me. Learn to listen to the signs and where are they? The signs are in your feelings. And you're not going to be less of a woman, less of a man. You're not going to be less of an African or less of a traditional Jew. It, you're not going to be anything less. It's, you're just going to be more respectful to yourself. And more respectful to your wife or to your partner, mm. and you're going to be more truthful, which people kind of be, forgot. You're going to live an authentic life. Yeah, genuine. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of – I love stories, and I read stories from all different traditions. There's one great Jewish story. It's one of my favorite ones of three great rabbis getting old. They're going to die soon. And they say, when we die, we're going to be confronted by some heavenly tribunal, and we're going to have to account for our lives. We're not going to be asked, why weren't you like Moses or why weren't you like Abraham? I'm going to be asked, why wasn't I like Jonti? It was your life. Why, why weren't didn't you, you live like it? Tamar? Yeah. That's it. Did you live the life that expressed the fullness of that? What did you hold back from that? What did you not allow yourself to do? Who of that did you not allow yourself to be? That's the power, and that's the choice. That's where the erotic, which is our life force, our sexual energy is our life force, comes together with our spiritual force to create a life. Not the story that we are, not what we've been told. A different story that we wake up every day to create. And if you noticed, while you were talking, you know, I'm talking to the audience, obviously, to the listeners, while you were talking, Jonti, 
when you spoke about spirituality, you spoke about actually anything but spiritual words. So the actual experience is spiritual, not it's not about, yes, of course, there's practices of meditation for hours and, you know, going to different energy channels. But unbelievable spiritual yeah. journeys. Spirituality is life. It is has life. to be that we live it's that connected. every single day. Yeah. And that's it. And it's not about doing, you know, hours of meditation. It can be. No. But there's levels of exploration of spirituality that it's just be basically to be, to be conscious, to make space, to make time, to be not judgmental. All those things we were talking about, to put fear aside to be truthful, genuine, and just walk the walk and walk, walk the talk the, that's uh, and walk that's the talk. Yeah. And make it real every single day. And know that the choices that fun. you have every day are the choices that you create that and are willing great. to acknowledge. So, a clam jam. It's not anything that, you know, in the beginning I had uh, BDSM images in yeah. my head. Uh, trying to <laughs> clamp my pussy. Yeah, it's yeah. more like the, the Mozambique term, no? No, so clam jam is the female version of a cock blue. block. Yeah, exactly, of blue balls. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's what I got. That's a clam jam. So it's like you have this amazing evening that needs yes. to go. So, Casper is out there waving at me to wrap this hello, up because he has this whole bunch of people there he that he can't does. wait to get into the studio with. But we left your chairs wet. Cool. It's okay. Yeah. So the yeah. chairs are all nice and warm and we, squishy. Yeah, we got wet here, so there it's are, fine. So, no bodily fluids to share today. Casper <laughs> is pr preparing the antiseptic materials yes. we speak. So, I hope that I will see some of you at um, the Water Massage on Thursday night. One of the most beautiful expressions of healing, of it's sensuality, divine. of connection, of intimacy. Um, and we will be back with you next Friday. Bye. We wish you so much pleasure. Cliffcentral.com.